0: Hello again, fellow podcaster, and welcome back to Pod Theory. I am your host, Jason Sircone, and you are smack dab in the middle of Season 2 of Pod Theory, all about debunking myths and misconceptions surrounding the world of podcasting. To bring you this absolute fire content, I am joined by none other than Mr. Travis Brown, the Season 2 featured co-host, and today we're going to talk about A common myth that you may have felt in your podcasting plight. Have you ever said to yourself, I don't have a million downloads. My podcast must suck. Now, a million downloads, of course, is an exaggeration. But overall, this is another one of those things that if you have that thought in your head, you need to shift your mindset and put your focus on other things that are of much more importance. And Travis and I are going to get into all of those today. It's episode 129 of Pod Theory Season 2. Here we go. It is episode 129 of Pod Theory Season 2. We are tackling the myths and misconceptions of podcasting. And I am joined once again by Mr. Travis Brown the founder of Poddex, content maker extraordinaire on Instagram. Follow him at Poddex. Oh, thank you. I told you I was going to keep giving you sweet <laughs> plugs as these episodes progressed. I'm not, I'm not getting the feedback. I'm not getting this reciprocating. Oh, you.
1: I'm sorry, Jason. You're no, the greatest podcast host have that to, ever lived. I'm, gonna so, have I'm so to,
0: sorry. Uh, don't bullshit the people, but you're going to have to introduce the next episode so you can give me. I some can news. do that.
1: Yeah. If you guys, if you're listening right now, Jason puts an immense amount of work into this podcast and the least you could do is just go pause this and just slap that, give a review, give an honest review. I'm sure it's five stars, but podcasting doesn't just happen automatically. There's a lot of thought put into this and there's been a great deal of thought put into this season. And so first of all, I want to thank you for that, Jason. But thank you. second of all, I think if you're listening and you're getting value out of it, it's a no brainer, easy thing to do to support what's going on here. So tap that review button just slide it over to five stars boop appreciate that and
0: anybody that does that you get a virtual fist bump and maybe when season three rolls around we'll roll out a little review contest for everybody or a review giveaway so drop a review and you might get yourself a sweet why
1: don't we just do it right now and give away some pod
0: decks and all right my friend you take their bike and let them know how they can
1: yeah so if you're gonna leave a review you are going to uh, go ahead and just screenshot that and DM it to me at Poddex and on Instagram. I'll pick, on Instagram and I will pick some random winners for taking time out of your day to do so and send you some Poddex so you can spark your next great conversation for supporting
0: Pod theory. I love it. That's great. So now you've got some extra motivation. And that I'm going to tell you this is a we're setting this up watch me tee this up my friends. So Podcasts are one of the greatest tools that will help you get to a million downloads. But one of the biggest misconceptions that people have is that they need a million downloads or else their podcast sucks. It's and that is just not the case. So let's talk about this. And I know we, we really dug into this back on episode 125. So if you haven't listened to that, feel free to drop, jump back in the archives and check that out. One of the best lines in that episode came right from you, Travis, and that line was download numbers are a vanity metric. Indeed. Let's, let, let's unpack that a little bit more because we've got the time and episode 129 is here to inform you that you don't need a million downloads to make your podcast great.
1: Yeah, so I think people associate download numbers with the value of their content. And yeah, in some capacity, yeah, if you're getting download numbers and they're they're growing, that's... It's a great indicator of success, but the only reason you would ever tell anybody exactly how many downloads you have is to to be braggadocious. Right? So like, you know, I get a hundred thousand downloads and yes, in the grand scheme of things, if you're getting millions of downloads, it's going to bring you opportunities. But if you're associating the worth of the content you're creating by the download numbers, the week that you drop the episode, it's like saying that your episodes only worth whatever it is that week Not thinking that this goes on forever. People always find the podcast. The download number will continue to grow. So how do you measure something that never ends? And I think it's one of the fastest ways people get discouraged is by saying, oh, I only get 50 downloads. But if 50 people showed up at your house every week to hear you talk about your passion or your niche, you'd probably be a little nervous. You'd probably be like, oh, this is a lot of people. So... I always challenge people to not even look because I don't think it's the, I don't think the download numbers are the metric that really show how successful you are. I think that that's just what an analytics toolbar says this many people download it and download numbers are flawed.
0: I was just about to say that even if they get downloaded, that doesn't mean that somebody actually
1: listened to your, to your show and listened to your value. Exactly. So Just because someone subscribed and it downloaded to a device or followed and it downloaded to a device doesn't mean they listen. I I subscribe to lots of podcasts that I never hear. And if they think that that download number is me, they're mistaken. So if you are looking at those numbers and you have access to something like streams, streams actually mean somebody pressed play and listened. So it's a better indicator of actual listenership. But download numbers with podcasting were pretty much the, the foundation of how people thought they were successful. So don't buy into the bullshit. And I challenge you to not look at your download numbers for 30 days because download numbers will change the way you look at your content. It will change the way your excitement to make that content. And everybody started with zero. Everybody started with zero. And just because you don't have a million downloads doesn't mean you're not valuable as a creator. And and again, you know, I'll reference one of the previous episodes There's somebody out there who hasn't even found you yet and they're going to listen to every single episode at the right time. Looking at download numbers can give you some indications of specific aspects of your podcast. Is one style of episode doing better? We talked about short form content versus long form content. That's a comparison I would make. Hey, is one higher than the other? Maybe I need to do more solo episodes, but it doesn't indicate it's not a barometer. It's not the stock market of your value as a creator. To
0: me this importance behind the download numbers goes back to what we talked about on episode 127. It's this succession of getting to a level where you can bring sponsors and, and true ads onto your show, not the dynamic ads, but an actual legitimate sponsor where you're doing live reads perhaps. And I think yeah. that that is all predicated on the fact that you have to get to this certain level of downloads before you can take it to that level. You know, if you have 50 downloads, you can't present it to Microsoft and say, hey, do you want to advertise on my podcast? Because they're, of course, going to say, well, no, that's not going to reach the number of people. And we all know that. I don't think anybody would be even trying to do that. If they do and it works, let me know. That's a great story to tell. But as we've uncovered, as we've gone through the season, there are plenty of more ways that you can get value or provide value, I should say to your audience that doesn't contain ads and then get value in return by having them support you, whether they go to an affiliate, whether they want to do business with you, if you're trying to generate customers from your podcast, there are so many things that you can look at that the number of downloads that you have are not going to factor into that. The way that I've simplified this whole thing, and it has nothing to do with download numbers. Now you can take those numbers and you can pick them apart. What I would challenge people to do is instead of just looking at what this week's episode did, pull up your stats for the past seven days and look at every download that you have. Don't just look at the current episode because some people might find that current episode, but somebody may have found an episode you did three months ago or a year ago, and they're exploring your entire catalog. There is no rule that says that you have to start with the most recent release and then work your (laughs) way backwards. You can go from wherever you discover this catalog of podcast episodes and then work your way out. That's the beauty of it. Yeah. It's very on demand. So if you're going to look at download numbers, look at it from that perspective versus what this week's episode did. But personally, what I've done is I've taken download numbers out of the equation completely. And I focus on one variable and I've defined that, as the impact number. And that impact number to me needs to be one. And that's how many people did I impact today? If it's one in any capacity, whether it's my podcast, whether it's a YouTube video, whether it's somebody I had a discussion with, if I've impacted one person today, I can go to bed and rest comfortably knowing that I'm on the right track to something great. If you start thinking of it on that level, you're going to feel better about yourself and you're never going to get discouraged if a podcast episode doesn't perform to this arbitrary goal that you didn't even need in the first place.
1: All right. It also devalues your current audience. So if you're like, Oh, yes. I only get 50 downloads. You're kind of like saying like, well, these 50 people suck. I want the other <laughs> 999,000. I've never heard people. of you or could give two shits about you. Yeah. You've got these. Could-
0: I mean, it goes right back to what you said before, Travis, you had these 50 people in your house. Yeah. You're going to put something kick ass together for them because you want them to leave with a great impression going, this guy's awesome. This girl's awesome. I want more from them. Yeah. even wanting more as we talked about on a past episode here, but if we're putting our focus on these 999,000 other people that are out there in the podcast ecosystem, listening to other shows and haven't made their way over here yet, And ignoring these people that have said, you rock, keep it up. We love what you're doing. We're going to come back every week. That's so ass
1: backwards. It drives me crazy. It's a lack mindset. It's what I don't have instead of focusing on what you do have. So if you follow any of the woo-woo stuff, uh, you know, you, you, you focus on what you're grateful for that you have, and it brings more of what you don't have to yourself. But if you're only focused on what you don't have, you're always going to be living in lack. And I have two actual examples to compare this to. I was in a touring band for 15 years of my life. I've played shows for 5,000 people, and I've played shows for three people. And I can tell you that when my band went on stage every night, we played the exact same show, whether it was three people or 1,000 people. And oftentimes, the shows that we played for three people, we made a bigger impact because those three people went and told three people. And at the next show, there was 20 people. And so if you think about you're, you're standing in front of all these people, can you make a real connection with a million or can you make a real connection with the 50 that you have? And those people become your promoters. The other example is I worked at Apple. We have what's called a net promoter score. If you bought something, they wanted you to fill out a survey and you would get a score from this. And the score was, was really heavily weighted on individuals not collectively. So yes, you got an average score, but each one of those net promoters had so much power because they could bring you down if you didn't have a good interaction with them. So you want to think of each person as this individual interaction that you're having to build this net promoter score of like, Hey, how likely are people to recommend this podcast? How connected to you do they feel? Because it's hard to feel connected to someone when there's nine hundred and ninety-nine thousand people standing next to you, but it's really easy when there's only forty-nine people standing next to you to feel like I have access to this person. I I could actually hang out with this person. That's magnetic, and that builds community, and that builds the opportunity to expand your you know monetization strategy to find new people and find the right people. I got a philosophical for you, Jason. Would you like fifty people? that are interested in your thing showing up? Or would you like a million people that could care less?
0: I will take the 50 all day, every day.
1: Yep. And that's how we have to think about the 50 people that show up and listen to our episode.
0: Absolutely. Right. They're the right people. And we, you, you touched on it. And I know we've, t- we talked about this when we were in Nashville at podcast movement, and we did our little primer episode for this season, that recommendability factor. If you're not putting value out there to where someone can consume it and say, this was awesome. And I've got a friend that would love this. And they're saying, dude, you got to listen to this podcast. It's everything you've been looking for. That is how you build your audience. You don't build your audience by trying to buy people that are yeah. like artificially inflating the vanity metric to say, oh, well, look at the downloads I've got now. Like there's a no value in that. So you have to think on that level of if you've got one person in front of you, and that's where I will go back to the impact number. If you've got one person in front of you that loves what you're doing and is telling you such, that means you've impacted them. And if you've impacted them, the more you impact them, the more they're going to go find someone else that's going to love what you do as well. Now, it's a little bit more of a slow burn, but exponential growth, once that snowball starts rolling downhill, it, exponential growth takes over. Have you ever read The Slight Edge? I don't remember. Possibly. One of my favorite books, The Slight Edge, is by Jeff Olson. I don't remember exactly when it was released, but it's a phenomenal book with a lot of great lessons. But it's ultimately talking about this idea of compounding and realizing that little actions each and every day, whether they're good or bad, are going to get you to where you're headed. So if you do a bunch of small positive actions each and every day that is going to compound upon itself day over day and eventually get you to where you want to be. Think of weight loss as the ultimate example of that. If you take 20 to 30 minutes every day to dedicate to working out, eventually that's going to pay off. Will you see results the next day? No. Will you see results the day after that? No. But the more you keep doing it, you're going to get there. And then when you do, it's just this massive explosion of wow, look at all that work and how it paid off for me. And you can look back on what you did and be proud of it. Your podcast audience growth should be treated the exact same way. If you impact one person today, are you going to see those results tomorrow? Probably not. You can feel good about what you did, but you won't see the results immediately. But if you continue to do that day over day over day, it's going to pay you back and then some. It's a, highly, it's, a, it's a great book that I highly recommend, but that's one of the biggest lessons you can take from this is that if you focus on impacting one person a day and not wavering from that path, you're going to be in a great spot. We don't know right. when, but putting value out there continuously and consistently is much better than trying to get this like one-off viral hit mm-hmm. that really has nothing but surface value to it and doesn't lead to long-term results that are going to carry the success of your show and the success of you to great heights.
1: Very well said. I mean, the, the only other analogy I can think of is like you invite a group of people to protest something, right? And 50 people show up and you kind of know everybody in the community and you're all banded together the opposite of what would be good happening is a million people show up and it turns into a riot and it gets out of control and you can't you can't tell people, hey, slow down. We're just here to, to make a stand. We're not trying to tear the walls down, right? Like you can get too big too fast. We've all heard the stories of companies that got too big too fast and they go out of business. They can't handle it. So I think slow growth is very healthy and it's a better mindset than thinking I've just got to race to get this number. Right. And if you want a million downloads, you can buy them. You could just buy a phone farm that will download your podcast a million, on a million different phones, and then you can have your number. But when it comes time to advertise and you get that advertiser, if they don't see any kickback, if they don't see anybody clicking the link, they're not going to advertise with you anymore. Yeah. So having the right audience, much more important than having the giant audience.
0: As trite and cliche as it may be, enjoy the journey, not the destination. You can learn so much if you pick up all of these little things on your way to that end goal that you set for yourself, instead of trying to race to that end goal, as you mentioned, Travis, and missing all of these things that could potentially impact your world and make you better at your craft. That's another thing that we haven't really touched on here is that as you produce content that's impacting two people, 10 people, 50 people, you're getting better at how you do it. Yep. I think of where I sit today is as you and I put these podcast episodes together to where I was back in 2015, when I first turned on a microphone for the first time, night and day. Yeah. And any podcaster that's been on that journey will say the same thing. Even though I had experience in radio back in college, some of that translated, but I still sucked. I still had a lot to learn. and And as I progressed down the path, I realized it. Like there's a lot that I need to take into consideration to make myself a good podcaster here. It's all posture and delivery. And if I were to just be trying to race to this million downloads, it's like, well, when you get there? Oh, okay. Now I'm here. Yeah. Well, what am I going to do now? And then I look back and I'm like, well, shit, I could have enjoyed some of that time getting here and actually learned something. Cause now I'm here. It's like when you turn 21,
1: yeah. 21. Now it's like legal to drink in the bars. Yeah. <sighs> That's not as fun. It's trying to sneak in. Sneak in, yeah. I mean, I know I have clients that have hit a million downloads. The first thing they say to me is, How do I get two million?
0: Well, it's that's never enough.
1: Well, and that's the thing. I think
0: it's in I don't want to say that I'm denigrating the fact that if you get to a million downloads, that that's a terrible thing. No, I think that's awesome. But I think you have to be looking at how you get there as the main point versus how fast you get there. Because when you start getting when you start putting the speed in front of the value then the value is going to fall off and then it's just going to take longer to get to the million i think that's a good mentality is how can you know if i got to a million okay how do i get to two? i think that's a great way to look at it but i think you can take it down to an even smaller level and say i just want to get to 100 today or i just want to get to 200 or as i said before i want to impact one person today i love that so before we wrap this up, what are a couple of the important metrics that you think people should be paying attention to?
1: Yeah, I think that there's really like, there's three big ones to me. The first one is feedback. Are you getting any feedback? Is anybody messaging you saying like, I really love that episode? Is anybody uh, reaching out, leaving you a review? That's, that's like a real person taking an action on your behalf. And If you haven't reviewed this podcast yet, it would be a great way to find out feedback. Of if you're enjoying it secondarily in apple podcast connects dashboard they have an analytic that most don't have it's specific to apple but it's your average consumption rate this is the average of how long people last through your episode so instead of looking at how many people are downloading it let's look at how many people are making it all the way through your podcast and if you're only at like 50 percent you have a bigger problem you have a content problem because you can't grow if people don't make it all the way through. You're not making the right thing. So I think that's a really good thing to look at. Remember, it's an average. It doesn't mean that every single person stops at 50%. But they're taking in this data and giving it to you to show you, hey, listen, maybe it needs to be half as long. Maybe the content just isn't there. And you know, the third one, which I mentioned before, is using download numbers in a comparative analysis. So Let's say you're doing interviews and you're doing some solo stuff. Which one is the outlier? Is the, is, the, or is, is the shorter content getting downloaded twice as much? It's a good indicator of what people want from you. That doesn't mean that the interviews aren't as valuable or you, know, you get rid of them completely, but maybe you do less. Maybe you do, Maybe you ramp up the solo rant podcast or maybe it's the opposite. Maybe people hate your solo stuff and they're just there for the guest. It's a good way to look at it without looking at it as your value, but looking at it as what your audience behaviors are. Because in order, remember this, it isn't about you, it's about your audience. It's about what you're making this for someone. Yes, you're inherently making it for yourself, but like, if you want to build an audience in some capacity, you have to entertain the audience. So those would be my top three. I don't know if you have anything you want to add on top of that not really because i think that again what i go back to
0: is when you're if you are looking at any sort of download number you should be looking at it on a larger scale so i think when you do when you take into consideration what travis just ran off to you also look at your entire catalog's downloads over the course of time versus what your most current episodes doing and just realize that you keep upping the value every time you put a new episode out so keep that front of mind and Remember that podcasting is a marathon, not a sprint. So if your podcast has not reached a million downloads yet, it does not suck. It just means that you have a lot more time to keep putting value out there and impacting your audience. Travis, this has been good as it always has been. Every time we put a podcast (laughs) together, we're rolling into episode 130 and we're going to be talking about landing a celebrity guest
1: and will it truly make your podcast blow up? Mmm Sounds interesting, and I can't wait to hear the answer. All right, jump over to
0: 130. You don't have to wait long. And there you have it. That is episode 129 of Pod Theory. I don't care how many downloads your podcast has. It doesn't suck. Building a podcast takes time, it takes effort, and the focus needs to be on building valuable content that your audience wants to consume that they're going to enjoy, that is going to make a true impact in their life. When you put your focus there, they're going to start recommending your show to others. And that's the way you'll grow. So don't get fixated on the vanity metrics. Focus on the value you're delivering with your podcast. So, we are jumping ahead. It is episode 130. It is ready. It is waiting for you. And on episode 130, Travis and I are talking about the impact of landing a celebrity or VIP guest on your podcast. Is this going to make your show blow up? Or is having a celebrity or VIP guest just another great conversation that's happening on your podcast? Jump ahead to episode 130 and discover what we have to say on this topic. This is officially the end of episode 129. It no longer is, it was. We'll see you on episode 130. I am Jason Sircone. Good talk. End of podcast. Being a guest on podcasts that are relevant to your message and mission is the most powerful way to build your brand today. With each guest appearance you make, you build your reputation, establish trust, position yourself as a thought leader grow your audience, and much, much more. If you'd like to enhance your brand by maximizing the power of podcasting, you need to check out Guest Spotter offers comprehensive communications and guest booking solutions, so all you need to do is show up and dominate your interview. Visit GuestSpotter.com today to learn more.